When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle. We'll have coverage from first ball to last as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the national indoor champion, and as part of our preview of this weekend's action, what I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll actually each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekends, talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things. Certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all of these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the Division I women's scene at this point of the year. But, you know, again, more generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Cracked Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans. A massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me. With that in mind, let's get to it. It's press row here at Cracked Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division I Women's National Indoor Championships to begin. Hey, Crack fans, before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link? To get signed up, just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information, one location with our friends at Swing Vision.
Joining us on the podcast for the first time today is the head coach who of a team who pulled off a marquee upset during the ITA kickoff weekend. Of course, now they are headed to the National Indoor Championships in Seattle. Let's welcome onto the show the head coach of the San Diego women's tennis team. It's Coach Nadia Abdallah. Coach, welcome to the show. Congratulations on the result. How are you doing today? Thank you, Alex. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm doing great. Excited to participate at indoors um, on Friday, and we're taking off tomorrow. So it's a new experience for us, and we're we're pumped. We're excited. Well, to that end, to reach the national indoors for your team, what does that mean to your program? What does that mean to this group? You know, I think it's it's years in the working. That this is um, it's it was not a surprise because we've been working really hard, and I think. Over the years, we've been very, very close, and to actually get it done and 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 qualify and have two back-to-back uh, wins away from home, I think we were we were excited. Um, and again, it's just years in the making, and I'm just happy that it happened for the girls and our team, and and see what we can see what we can do at indoors. Mm-hmm. And you know, I want to break down those kickoff weekend victories because obviously the win over Cal at Cal extraordinarily yeah. impressive, but. Those of us who take the time to nerd out and follow all these college tennis teams know how impressive that victory over Georgia Tech was as well. And, you know, one of the things I think your team did so well throughout the course of the kickoff weekend was the strong starts in doubles. I always think, you know, talking to coaches, I always think they think that January doubles is always Russian roulette. But, you know, did you expect that from your team? And what did you think of, you know, the starts they were able to get off to? You know, I think from our number ones, uh, we know they're solid. They played uh, together the whole fall. So I knew it was it was more consistent from them. So we knew we we're going to be solid at the number one spot in doubles. In two and three, it was relatively very new um, doubles team. So I don't want to say Russian roulette, but it was it was more unexpected. You know, um, our, our, our threes, um, they had a good match against USC uh, the weekend before and they really clicked and and we we saw something happening and and to see that um that that obviously they i think both times they were the last team to finish and so that to, for them to raise their level when when it was time to clinch the doubles point it was great to see and then our number twos were just steady and and um yeah so again i think from our from a two and three standpoint it was more like let's see and learn and and just move as as we go go along mm-hmm. And, you know, looking at your roster, you only have eight players, obviously, but uh, still it's early in the season. You talked about the success the duo at number one had in the fall and that duo, Elizabeth Goldsmith, Kaylee Evans, just for listeners who may not be aware. You know, they've obviously had a ton of success. Claudia and Jordan have had a lot of success at that number three spot thus far. It still is early, though, and things aren't quite clicking at two. Will you play around with those combinations or are you the sort of coach who likes to stick things out? I think, I think for those, I mean, you know, you never know. Things can change, but right now I like the, the vibe that our one and threes are having. Um, uh, Our threes are Jordan and, and, and Claudia played at two against ASU and and they lost a really tight match. And then um, Philippa, Bruce Iverson, she wasn't cleared uh, before Cal, so now she's cleared. So that just puts someone else in the mix. And we're just, you know, we're trying things out. It's still very early in the season. And uh, yeah, it's just more like 
testing testing the waters and see see where what uh, combos work the best. Mm-hmm. And you know, I should have asked this at the beginning, but I am curious more broadly. You were obviously the assistant for eight years before becoming the head coach this season, and you know you are obviously following someone in Sherry Stevens, a legend in college coaching, one of the winningest coaches of all time. Um, you know, with that context in mind, I, I am curious, what's it been like for you just early navigating this first dual match season as the head coach? You know, I think it's, it's been, it's been a transition for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been very, what's the word? It's been very organic. It hasn't felt sure. forced. Like obviously being, I was, I've been at USD for eight years, so I felt very confident. I, I, I know how USD works. I know everyone in the athletic department. So I think it was very easygoing. Um, and it's funny because when we had the win at Georgia Tech, I had no idea it was my first win at his head coach. So I was like, I've been at USC for so many years that it just felt like another win. And and then after that night, I was like, oh, wow, it's it's my first win when when I kept seeing, you know, all the messages and stuff. So I think the the process has been has been very easy. Of course, there's some changes, you know, um, not having Sherry around. That's that's a change itself. You know, having a, a new assistant and being head coach is definitely a transition, but it's been it's been it's been, I don't want to say easy, but it's, it's been easy going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So I think that's the advantage of just being here for so many years that it was, it was a smooth transition. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's, I'm curious, you bring up your assistant, obviously Jordan Angus, who, uh, comes over and is a former USD men's tennis player. I am curious because, and I've brought this up with a couple of other coaches who are in a similar circumstance what goes into that process for you in looking for an assistant coach as someone obviously who was in that role for a while? What were you looking for in particular? What are things that, you know, coaches can do to stand out in that process? I think for me, what I was looking for was someone that had a lot of experience with juniors that he, okay. you know, Jordan was, um, he was the volunteer coach at Santa Clara. I mean, actually, when I started at USD, Jordan transferred to USD. So basically we started the same time at USD, you know, him as a player, me as an assistant coach. So I knew him, I, I knew her work, his work ethic. I knew how he competed. I knew he was a fighter. So I liked that. Um, and then, you know, after graduating, he he went to Santa Clara as a volunteer coach. And then after that, he was at Eagle Four Star for, I think, three years where he traveled to a lot of junior tournaments and uh, developed a lot of great players and I like that about him. I like that he could develop. I like that he was in, in the scenes. He knew like he was in the recruiting scenes. And um, and also that I, I I knew him on a, you know, on a more personal level. So that that's what caught my eye. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. And obviously yeah. he has ties to USD. So so I knew he was going to be proud representing. He knew, you know, they he had they had a lot of success in, in the men's um, program. So I want to bring it bring that success yeah. to the women's side and. Yeah, it, it, I'm happy that it worked out because he's made a tremendous impact in our program. Mm-hmm. I also have to give a shout out to Cornelius because A, not enough Corneliuses in the world. Yeah. Just It's just a fact. But B, obviously, you know, again, knowing what I know about coaching staffs, every coach yeah. is going to be giving countless hours. And, you know, I'm curious for you, again, you've been at San Diego for a while. And I think that analogy of that first win feeling like many other wins you've experienced in your time, a testament to that. How helpful is it to have five returners in your singles lineup and someone in, you know, in Kaylee and a transfer who comes over and obviously has plenty of experience from her time at Texas Tech? Yeah. So, so this year, uh, obviously our roster was very experienced, but last year we had, we went to the same kickoff. We played 
Akal against Vanderbilt and the majority of our lineup was underclassmen and we started very nervous very shy very um just not ourselves and I think the difference this year is like we've been there before we know what we did wrong and which was just being you know being extremely nervous that it paralyzed us so this year we wanted to change it around and obviously having Kaylee um come in also with a lot of experience from Texas Tech and then um Philippa with experience you know she had a lot of success her freshman year at Santa Barbara I think that brings that helps and obviously we don't have any freshmen right now um so we do have a very experienced team and I think right now like we have put in the work and and I the girls just believe in themselves and it was really cool to see that Mm -hmm. and I I apologize in advance for the profanity but when I look at your roster your team's just f-ing good. Like, it just is. And, like, up and down, and more than anything else, again, not to harp on this experience, and we are in this era where there's an extra class of players who have that COVID eligibility, so certainly this it's going to be more pronounced now. But, you know, again, let's just start at the top with Salomar, who had a phenomenal summer fall of pro events as yeah. well as collegiate action. Uh, now, you know, again, I was watching the Giovara match I thought it stopped on match point. I see it's marked up as a win on the scoreboard. To my memory, like it was 6-5 her, and then the match was clinched and they stopped. But either way, you know, to have that result and to have the summer fall that she did, what's clicking so well in her game? What makes her such a tough out? So the match point, uh, it was uh, Haley served to the tee, solely hit an inverted forehand cross court, and that was match. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. It went quick. Yeah, you know. Now yeah. that you say it, I'm like, you're right. That's exactly what yeah. happened. Um, I think for Soli, she had a she had a decent summer. I think she didn't have the success that she wanted. Mm-hmm. And in the fall, I remember we had a meeting, and you know, it, she was between going to the tournaments, the 60ks in in NorCal, and last minute we decided that she should go to Cancun and just you know um, grind it out, just get points, get confident with with a lot of wins, and I think that really really worked. She got to the semis, and uh, after that, um, she had a very solid uh, result at All-American. She got to, to the finals of um, Constellations, and then after that, she flew from from All-American straight to Las Vegas, and then that's where, you know, she had a great tournament, and I think she came very, very confident. And, and yeah, I mean, Soli, you know, she's she's getting ready to play pro, and, and I think that's her mindset, and, and she's doing a lot of work on herself, on her game, on her... Uh, body as well. So I think I'm I'm excited about her. I'm excited to see, you know, hoping that this season um, she says she has helped us so much at USD. So I'm hoping that this season for her is is a great developmental season so that she can be ready for the pros. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I think she's a little bit of a more known commodity to college tennis fans. Yeah. Looking at the rest of this roster, heading into a weekend where we know the depth of all these other teams, what yeah. do you view as your team's biggest strength? I want to say um, that we'll go down fighting. I want to say that, you know, our biggest strength is is that we're going to fight. And for us, obviously, the weekend that we had at kickoff was, you know, we can do this. I think that we're confident. Um, we're in a new position. We've never, like, at least the girls that are in our team right now, me as a coach or a player, I, I've never been to indoor nationals. So I think it's going to be a new territory. But I think we're great fighters and we're going to compete. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, What's your biggest question, Mark? What are you most forward to learning about this group? Um, 
three matches in a row against top 16 programs. You know, I think to me, that's such a great opportunity. Uh, we've never been in this situation outside of the indoors, but I, I want to see what we're made of. And uh, I, I just see it as an opportunity, you know, win or lose. It's an opportunity for us to get better, to compete ourselves, like to uh, compare ourselves against the best and see what we're made of. Mm-hmm. What's that like pacing the team through the three days? What have you done to prepare your team? Because to your point, it's not just Friday. Regardless, front yeah. draw, back draw, you know all three matches are going to be a battle in Seattle. You know, I think I think purposely we scheduled a really tough January and February. Actually, we've, we've had four matches and all four matches have been into, uh, against top 25 programs. So I think obviously... Top 25 is very different than top 16, but I think that the competition we've had it, and um, I think it's a mindset thing, and 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 I and I'm eager and curious to see how we how we respond. But I think level wise, we didn't have a warm up match. We didn't have, we just went straight into it, and I think it was it's been beneficial. You know, we we won two, we lost two, but. It's a learning experience, and and you know to be the best, you have to compete against the best. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. To uh, just to throw one at you, because again, uh, just looking at the lineup, you have a lot of options. Six players yeah. who you feel pretty good everywhere. How do you figure out who? Because I think again, I'm going to use how you refer to her. I think Solly has earned the right to be at that number one spot. How do you figure out who plays two right now? You know, again, how are you trying to figure out who plays where this early in the season? I think that's I think that's a great question. And 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 I think it was a combination of mental space, like how they are mentally, and then also uh how are they feeling physically. I think that had a ton to do with it, you know, especially early on in the season where again we didn't have a warm-up match, so we couldn't see or or you know, we just went straight right into it. So I think a combination of those two um went into it, especially um at the beginning of the year, how they were feeling yeah, mentally no. and spiritually and, and, and physically. Yeah, no, and to that end, as we approach Seattle, and I know first-round match is now out, you guys are going to face A&M. I do think that's the tennis god saying, look, you don't play outdoor, uh, indoors, you don't play indoors, congrats, you're going to play first match. That's just, we're going to make it, we're going to yeah. make it fair for everyone. So again, that's them smiling down. Um, you know, what? Are, not just for that first match, but just more broadly for Seattle, what are your goals for this team? What does this group hope to go there to accomplish? You know, I think for us, um, our goal, number one, is to compete. You know, we just want to bring it. We want to see. We we just want to compare ourselves against the best because we truly believe that we can be a really good team and we are a really good team. So I think the expectations are just to take it day by day. And as long as we show up, we fight, we compete and, and give it our best and leave it all on the court. I think for us, that's going to be a win. But if we do that, I think that we very likely or might we might find a lot of success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, more broadly for your program, we talked earlier about what it meant to reach the national indoors. But, you know, you look for this team that last year obviously was able to reach the conference tournament finals, get to the NCAA tournament. That's something you have obviously been able to do a lot throughout the course of your tenure. You talked about, you know, the success on the men's side as well. And last year we saw August Holmgren, San Diego mm-hmm. senior, make the finals of the NCAA singles. You know, again, for this program, which is not a power five program, but still, you know, in a conference that has a bunch of schools constantly in the NCAA tournament, you know, what are, you know, how important is this season, this opportunity, again, for your group, at, for your program as you try to take that next step? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, big shout out to our men's program. They've made us better, you know, their success and 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 their work ethic. And we like we're very close. So we, we work with each other very, very closely. And um, they they are they have impacted our philosophy, our they're, they've been a part of our success. So big, big shout out to Ryan and uh, Ryan Keckley and, and his program. They've been doing a, a great job. But I think um, to answer your question, I think. Our expectations and our goals are high because, as you said, we have a lot of uh, upperclassmen. But I think it's we're just trying to take it day by day, not get too 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 far ahead of ourselves, you know. Um, and just right now, our biggest thing is Texas A and M, and and I don't know if I'm answering your question, but um, I don't want to get ahead. I just want to stay, you know, present on Friday and and see what we can do, and just take it take it to that. No, that's absolutely answering the question. Yeah. And again, you know, it, it's going to be fascinating to watch this team compete. And I'm really excited to see uh, how you guys perform against the Aggies. Any thoughts on that matchup in particular? I, when we saw that draw, we're excited. You know, we, yeah. um, I don't think we have, we haven't played Texas A&M for a while. Um, I know Sherry and I saw them play at NCA's um, team, you know, in, in last May, and it was a great match. I think they play Oklahoma. So we're excited. Uh, we are familiar with a few uh, players on that team. So again, we are just looking forward to competing against different programs and, and just taking in that experience and see what we can do. To that end, do you think, because we've been talking about it, and there are a lot of very good teams, as has been established in your mind, and I've asked this to every coach, but in your mind, is there a clear-cut favorite entering Seattle? I think North Carolina. Yeah, they've earned that right. Yeah, I mean, I think they're so so deep, and also they've won this tournament, you know, over the years, and they're an indoor team as well. So, uh, I think, yeah, North Carolina for sure. Will you allow yourself? Because I'm a major tennis nerd, and obviously, you have a team to prepare, get ready for. Will you watch some of these other matches? Do you use this as a scouting trip at all? I think I think it depends. Um, depend like of course I'll take care of my team first and you know our practices and whatever needs to be done. But I think if there's if I have time off, I would love to. Yeah. I think especially being this this is my first time as a coach or player, you know, being indoors. So I want to soak it all in and and you know, I don't know. I'm excited. You guys never made indoors at Arizona State. No, that's surprising to me. Like for some reason, did you play kickoff or just skip it? We did, and we I I cannot remember. I need to ask Sheila, but I think we went to Georgia Tech twice, and that's okay. when Georgia Tech won the national championship. Yeah, that's when they were Georgia freaking so, attack. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, this this is a first for me. All right, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, all right. I'm enjoy. That's a nice little side experience as well, given again your relationship with college tennis, and you know, with that in mind. You've obviously seen a lot of great players play college tennis over the years. And of late, we've had Danielle Collins, Jennifer Brady both make singles finals at slams, plenty of doubles success as well. This year, we have a player in Diana Schneider who is an active WTA top 100 player. What does that say about college tennis? What does that mean for the sport? I think the level is getting better. I think it's getting better year after year. And it shows, you know, the success um, in singles and especially doubles that college players are having on tour and obviously I think it's a great like stepping stone for for juniors that don't necessarily go straight into into the pros so it's exciting um I do I do truly believe that the college level is getting higher like higher and higher over the years which is only 
um, more exciting for us as coaches. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's certainly a testament, right, to college as a pathway to the pros. And I know recently it was announced that the ATP Challenger Tour has partnered with uh, the ITA to provide more playing opportunities to aspiring collegiate athletes. Do you expect a similar relationship to uh, emerge on the women's side? How important is providing those playing opportunities? I think it's huge. I think it's huge because it gives college tennis legitimacy. You know, if the ATP and the WTA, hopefully they step up as well. If they provide these resources and this support for for college tennis, I think it legitimizes our industry. So um, I already sent an email to the WTA. because, you know, I think it's, it only helps our sport. It only helps, you know, um, just in general, just the development of, 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 of junior and, and collegiate players. So, yeah, hopefully the WTA steps up and, and does the same. For your program, and we were fortunate enough to be able to call the SoCal Pro Circuit events, and University of San Diego was host to them. You had them at the Barnes Tennis Center as well. First of all, major applause to, uh, applause to you guys for providing those events and we see more of them emerging across the country how important was that for your program again what goes into getting an event like that on campus you know i think for me it was a personal um goal to have a pro tournament at usd and uh i think it was it was incredible to have tennis players from all over the world come to our campus on their dime you know it was yeah. It was really good. And then also, you know, it gives our players the opportunity to play at home. You know, a lot of our of our current players want to play pro after college. So what better way than to start at home? So so I think it just um, for sure, it gives us exposure. As you say, we're not a mid-major. And so we need recognition. We need brand recognition. And I think hosting this tournaments is beneficial for our men and women's programs. And I think, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to campus, but we have such a great facility, such a beautiful university, ocean views. So just, I think, having that exposure with uh, pro players and a lot of collegiate players also, you know, they come and play those tournaments. So just getting that exposure, that's what we need, um, has been extremely beneficial for both programs. I've been fortunate enough to spend some time in LA for Tennis Channel things. And I always want to, because I went to Pepperdine, LMU, USC, UCLA, San Diego is literally next up on my list. I just never have a car. And I'm like, I, I can't make it. It's too, it's just like, it's out of the range of the Uber. You can take the train. You can take the Amtrak. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, it'll be just me. Um, yeah. It'll be, yeah, it'll be perfect. Um, no, and I mean, to, to just even unpack this further, because I think you guys at San Diego have done such an incredible job at not just bringing in the pro events, but also the relationship you all have between your programs and the ATP and WTA events that come into the city. And I guess it may be a naive question, but what comes to mind is just how, like, how does that, because that's the relationship everyone's looking for. Right. And it feels like your program has it. Well, I think that, you know, Ryan Redondo at the Barnes Tennis Center, he's done a phenomenal job. Um, He's the one that brought the ATP, the WTA events, and he's been kind enough to invite us and and let us in into the um, into kind of like the backstage. And our players, our girls, were practice partners for for the pros. And for us, it was like we were part of it. So yeah. so that was that was incredible. Um, also, I've been working with the WTA for for a year, and that was you know that I got an invitation, and obviously. Um, that's been incredible for me. It's opened a lot of doors for myself and also, you know, the program. And and I think our biggest thing is we need exposure. And it's really cool that, you know, through the ATP and the WTA, 
our tiny university, you know, it's 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 been getting the exposure that that I think it deserves because, as you said, I think we have really good programs here and uh, and we're really good at opening doors. You know, we we welcome people to our facility. We welcome. Um, I don't know. It's it's just a friendly community. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you guys certainly have the facilities to do it as well. And so uh, it's been very, very fun to see. And, you know, obviously with that pro tennis in mind, a lot of players do use the summer, the fall to play pro events. There was the recent confirmation of what had long been rumored that the NCAA individuals are going to move to the fall. What was your reaction to that announcement? I wasn't a fan. I'm not a fan still, but I'm open to, you know, trying it out and you know you, you don't learn you don't move forward if you don't try things out so let's see I'm, i have an open mind about it i do feel that the best tennis normally comes at the end of the season and also just how they're gonna you know the rankings in the fall like it's just I, to me it's a bit blurry and that's one of the reasons why i was for like i was pro keeping it in may but i'm you know the decisions made i'm open and let's see how it goes Mm-hmm. Now, I I mean, again, I'm, I'm sure this is a conversation that is still to be had. The biggest question that always comes down to me is criteria. Not that that's not already a big question mark, but if they were to start incorporating pro results or, you know, for freshmen, junior results into the into the selection criteria, would you be OK with that? I think so. I think so, especially because I think that the connection now, like, you know, we really want to have college tennis transcend into pro tennis i think that i mean we do have the tournaments in the united states i do feel that resource wise you know not all players can play the same amount of pro tournaments as others so i don't know how we can equalize that but um i i would say yeah if if that's a part of that criteria i think it would be a great thing because that it's another incentive to have players uh also compete during the summer Mm -hmm. no i i agree all right last three questions for you your schedule this year, and by the way, first schedule as a head coach, you've already played matches against Arizona State at, at Arizona State at USC. You still have Washington coming to town. You've got Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're at Stanford. It's not the worst schedule, coach. Uh, what goes into putting that together? Um, it, you know, purposely, I again, like in order for us to be the best, we have to play against the best, and and we don't shy away from playing against the best universities, especially if if our standards are getting higher and higher. So, uh, yeah, we go to Baylor. Like, I think we haven't – We our first home match is not until the end of February, which, <laughs> you know, it's it's not ideal. We were meant to ha- – we were meant to play Rice um, next weekend, but obviously uh, we're not. But, um, yeah, I, I we don't shy away from tough competition, and I think moving forward that's something that it's part of my philosophy. And um, – yeah, I'm excited, and it was purposely done, and 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 just to see how we compare to the best. Let me ask you this: Is the Hawaii match a home and home? Like you'll come this year, and then we're definitely going to you next year. Like that's a must. Oh, uh, I I want to go to. We want to go to Hawaii. Uh, just budget wise, it hasn't been in, in the budget for a couple of years. But normally, we do play Hawaii at home. Okay. I think the last time we were there were was six years ago. Okay. Um, but. Maybe we can go next year. We're it's still in the works, but yeah, yeah it's no, nice that, it's a fun match for yeah. sure. Um, you know, again, second penultimate question. Um, I don't know why that's the word. I, it's been a long day of interviews, but um, you know, for you, obviously, eight years, you were ready for this job. Certainly, um, that's that biggest difference between being the head coach from being the assistant. 
What's the biggest difference? Yeah. Um, I would say it's more the, I don't want to say freedom, okay. but like, I, I don't have to ask for permission anymore. I don't have <laughs> to like, <laughs> you know, like, um, uh, give a heads up. I think, um, that's been nice, but I think, again, I think my relationship with Sherry Stevens, like she, like I always felt, um, even though I was in a system, like she always gave me the, the freedom to, 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 to be very involved in, in recruiting and scheduling and, in everything. So I'm very, very grateful for her because she definitely prepared me so that, you know, my first year, it was, I, it's the first in many, in many ways, but in many other ways, I feel that I've been in this position for, for many years. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know if I, if I answered your question. No, you did. But what's the one question you get asked now that you wish you could still answer? I'll just ask Sherry. Um, that's a great question. <laughs> oh my God. I, I need to think about that one. Yeah. There's gotta be a couple of things on the mind, right? Like maybe it's um, a small budget thing. Maybe it's just all the signatures you have to put in. Cause it's like, you're signing for it. It's in your name. You know what is the change of schedules. I never knew how much paperwork <laughs> it went through. Like before I'm like, I would just email the coach and be like, Oh yeah, they're available. And then Sherry would do the paperwork. Yeah. Um, I never knew how much paperwork that was. Mm-hmm. Did you change your signature? Yeah. Do you just switch it up? Like every six documents, you just go, I don't know, mix in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the best things around. I like it. Well, then my final question for you, obviously strong start. You get to the national indoors. What's the goals for this team? Big picture here in 2023. Um, 2023, you know, I think, I think a personal goal and a team goal, um, you know, I think since I've been at USD, we've not won a round at NCA. So we've made it to NCAs. We haven't won a round. So I want to start small. So we want to make it to the second round or, or, or better. But I think the real goal, we would love to host. I would love to host regionals. I didn't do it as a player. I would love to do it as a coach. Um, we were always very close as a player. So um, I think that would be an ultimate goal. We would lo- love love to host uh, NCAA regionals. Mm-hmm. No, certainly on the pathway. Getting to national indoors is half the battle. And for the record, if you'll allow me, I reserve the right to bring you back on the show because I'm trying to keep these focused on the 2023 national indoors. But again, I want to talk about your playing career. I want to talk about you getting involved in college tennis, you know, finding San Diego because uh, I, I think it's a great thing that ultimately yeah. you are, you get that San Diego head coaching job and I cannot wait to see uh, what the program does under your tenure. So coach, thank you for taking the time to chat with us. I look forward to seeing you and the team in Seattle travel safely and I'm sure we will chat more soon. Thank you so much and I'm happy to come back anytime. All thank right. You. Thank you coach. Take care. Thanks. You too.